everyone welcome to another episode of the codex podcast as usual i'm your host sonny Kruger, and with me today is my co-host tim hey how's it going guys you might you might notice that our other co-host jamie is not here today it is his birthday happy birthday jamie hope you're having a great one <laughs> and now we know the real reason he's not here today is because he is seeing the movie morbius at the theater oh. <laughs> We Guys, I can't make reason. it today. I got to go see Jared Leto, my favorite actor in the world, uh, portray the greatest Spider-Man villain ever created. Yes, we know that is why he's not here today. And you might not see him over the weekend on Codex <sighs> After Dark. He said he's got a party, but we know what party it's for. Jamie, we know that you're going to a Morbius viewing party. Jamie, and we want to say is... we hope you love it. This this is what happens when you leave Sonny and Tim at the wheel. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah. All right, cool. Right on. <laughs> I know how yeah. this show's going to go today. <laughs> <laughs> As we were saying, we're going to have a lot of laughs. <laughs> we're going to have a lot of laughs, and we will be reviewing Dark Knights, The Batman Who Laughs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be talking about a lot of stuff, a lot of comic book news, including mm-hmm. Morbius. Yes. And we have our works, which we, you know, even our very own Tim Morris has an original comic that he wrote. Yeah, long, long time ago. Yeah, we got On the Hunt. Do you know our topic of the week is what was your most surprising dollar been fine? And as usual, we'll have a Do You Know. Right on. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And on our pre-show, in case you missed it, we were talking about how De- Detective Comics is getting a new, te- a new creative team. Mm-hmm. And we also discussed how a new record was broken that the, most, uh, the highest selling comic book was sold, Superman number one from 1939. Rated 8.0 by the CGC, sold for $5.3 million. If any of you can figure out if that is a restored grade or an actual grade, please let us know. I'm very curious about that. I just not have done uh, enough due diligence or research at this moment to figure it out. (laughs) Yes, and speaking of things breaking records, we will get into our comic book news and Morbius is breaking some office records, <laughs> but in not such a good way. Oh, I think in the best way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, on the past Friday, it, um, this past Friday coming up, it was it made two point nine five two point nine five million, which was a eighty three percent drop the Friday on. before, which is a record. And they're saying that the estimated. That it's going to make over the weekend is going to be even less. The drop is huge, and it's it's an even bigger drop than movies like the Fantastic Four and X Men: Dark Phoenix. So more has, is breaking those records. It has a better Rotten Tomatoes score than uh, Fantastic Four, I believe. Uh, like it's, the Rotten Tomatoes score for Morbius right now, I think is sitting at seventeen percent. Yeah, I think it keeps switching. Like I said, I know looking at articles, it's it just 17. keeps going down. I it's like 16. So right now it's pretty much switching at 16 and 17. Oh, you gotta love reviewers, man. The 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 critics that go in there and trash the crap out of this movie. Yes, and Jamie's watching the show and he sent me a message, <laughs> but I, I can't read it on the show because you, know, you watch your language on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it deals with butts. Oh, my God. Just enjoy Morbius. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Jamie. Turn your phone off, sit back, relax, and watch Jared Leto make an Oscar-winning performance. Yes. I hear he's like, you know, he's probably going to win another one for, for Morbius. Oh, my God. He was snubbed for the Suicide Squad, I tell you. Yeah. No, man. Uh, with, with Tyrese Gibson thinking that Martin Scorsese <laughs> says it's the greatest movie ever made to the director uh, not knowing that pivotal scenes were put in the trailer to later be removed. Mm-hmm. This movie is a disaster from start to finish. Jared Leto was so into method acting that he had to be pushed in a wheelchair to the bathroom because he refused <sighs> to break character. And it it 
put a delay on filming on certain days because of his method acting. And if people didn't learn their lesson from him on the Suicide Squad, given gifts and dead rats and all this other nasty stuff to his co-stars, I mean, what did they expect when they brought him in to do Morbius? Oh, man. I just imagine seeing him just being wheeled and, hey, you gotta pick me up and put me on the toilet seat. Well, see, and you like, know he's in good health, but he's just saying, right? this is for my method acting. I, I, I have to be in character. I have to know. I have to know how Michael Morbius feels. Well, he's fictional, so, you know, it's... And what was it? That that one actor, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's, he's a super supporting actor and sometimes a primary actor, you know, for, for movies and stuff. Plays bad guys a lot. I can't remember his name, though. Do you but he, the specific movies he was in? No, not offhand, but if you see his face, you know, I, I believe he's British. Yeah, but uh, but he was like, what does method acting really get you? It doesn't get you anywhere. And when you method act in a terrible movie, what do you have to say for yourself? Did you stop in the middle of that movie? No, you didn't. You method acted through the whole thing and it didn't get you anywhere. Yeah. Tim, I have some news for you. Oh, Jamie has fired you. Ah, well, Jamie can't fire me because he's not here. <laughs> but all right, we will let the birthday boy enjoy his movie. Again, happy birthday, Jamie. We love you. I hope you're having a great one. Absolutely. Happy birthday, Morbius. Speaking of having fun, though, Sonny. about that fun, Tim. Yeah, Marvel has a new role-playing book coming out. And let me go ahead and dive into that. So this is straight from the Marvel website itself. And the headline reads, Marvel to launch official Marvel multiverse multiverse, excuse me, tabletop role-playing game this year. And what they're going to do is they're using an all-new D616. You like how they did that? Game system to embody your favorite superheroes and supervillains like never before. Now, with the D616 gaming system for all you role players out there uh that sounds very familiar to the d6 system that uh star wars and star trek used i believe back in the day uh like when D went to third edition i believe but anyways that's that's besides the point so basically what this is and i'm looking at the cover for this role-playing game and it, it is absolutely fantastic the cover artwork is done by uh cobello who did artwork for uh, Dark Ages. Dark Ages, yep. Yeah. So basically what this says is it says, be a part of the Marvel multiverse coming next year. Well, this year, Marvel will release an all new multiverse uh, role-playing game beginning with an inductory playtest rulebook that will put the Marvel universe in the hands of Marvel and tabletop RPG fans everywhere. And it continues to say, building on decades of thrilling characters and stories from Marvel Comics, the Marvel multiverse role-playing game playtest rulebook will unveil a thrilling glimpse into the full scope of the marvel multiverse and players will finally be able to take on the roles of marvel's most famous superheroes or create entirely new ones which is what i'm excited the most about to fight some of the most dangerous supervillains in the marvel universe and the cover even has a black silhouetted dude that could or could not be you very cool. Very cool. I may have to check that out. I think I recall a while ago, me and Jamie, my idea was before you even joined the show. Maybe it was when you were still a guest sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we might say, oh, you know, next year. It seemed like it was so far away now that you sent this. And I was like, oh, it's, it's coming up. When does it come out? June? Uh, sometime this year. I, it may okay, be June. So. I'm not entirely sure. I am an avid role player. I play with a group of friends that I've been playing with for excuse me, nearly 10 years every Monday, and we are knee deep in a D&D campaign. Uh, Sean, you're doing a good job, buddy. Uh, but uh, yeah, something like this, we, we used to play champions back in the day. And if any of you role players out there know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Champions was atrocious for the amount of math you had to do uh, to build characters and to do special abilities and things like that. And I hope that this... Uh, this time with Marvel's latest role-playing venture into tabletop RPGs, uh, 
the the D616 system is really streamlined because that's that's what I want. I'm I'm not in college anymore. I don't want to do math. I have to do math for work. I don't want to do math when I have fun. Come on now. <laughs> you have a good time. So you said you're more somebody who would like to create your own character as opposed to using just one of the uh, superheroes already there. Yes and no. Uh, I I wouldn't mind playing Spider-Man. I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, yeah. I wouldn't mind playing Cyclops or Wolverine or you know, Morbius. Any, uh, definitely Morbius. All the Morbiuses. I'm going to Morbin time all over everybody. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it'd be fun. But but I'm a creative person. I I love to create my own things. And who wouldn't want to bring Plaid Man to life, or the Procrastinator, or Immortal the, Egg? The Immortal Egg. That's right. The the smiling clown. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, even to the yeah, it seems like it could be a great game if it's like said. You're tempted to want to play some of the superheroes, like you said, like Spider-Man or the Wolverine characters like that, and then to almost tempted to make a character of my own. Like I said, somebody from one of my books, like maybe from my yeah. book once I was a superhero, there's some superheroes and that's all. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, maybe even pick Exo Man of War, maybe create Exo Man of War. <laughs> I am all about encouraging people to use their imagination because what better way to explore uh, what you can't do you know on a tabletop rpg format in dungeons and dragons or world of darkness or star trek or star wars your favorite role-playing setting and now marvel you know that that's absolutely fantastic it's 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 a wonderful time if nobody's ever role-played before and don't let the stigma of you know it being a nerd thing push you back no way it's 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 like theater if you ever did theater in school or anything like that you're doing theater with your best friends and it's awesome it's amazing you get to be somebody you can't be in real life so yeah it is you know creating it's storytelling you mm-hmm. are making your own stories yeah so that is yeah. cool and, and like you said with that don't let the stigmas get you i think hopefully by now people will get it like don't worry about what somebody's gonna say just do what makes you happy. Do what you enjoy. Absolutely. It's a lot of fun, guys. If you haven't done it, try it out. Or if you want to try it out with me, let me know in the comments below, and we'll set something up on Discord. And you know who is a character that might be in the game that wouldn't mind being? Ah, uh, who would that Mark, be, Sonny? Submarina. <laughs> and that brings us to our next subject, which is how Neymar may be making his MCU debut in Black Panther 2. Very now, interesting. Yeah, according to insider Charles Murphy, um, there was a there was a tweet, and it said it was asking him about the character of Neymar, and he said, "Well, he is the the movie's antagonist." So, and it's leading a lot of people to believe, yeah, that Neymar will be the lead villain in the movie Black Panther Two. Well, Wakanda Forever, and the, so far, they're saying that the actor who's playing will be, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Tanoch or Tanash Huerta. He's I have no idea who that him. is. He is a Mexican actor, and he's on the show, I believe, Narcos Mexico. Ooh, so okay. I have not watched Narcos Mexico. I mean, I've seen the previews. I mean, I always hear good things about the Narcos shows. So. I've only seen the first two seasons of it, so, okay, I'll, so I'll have to go back and watch the rest of it to see how he performs. But if he's on yeah. Narcos, man, then, yeah, his acting chops it's should a be show, yeah. plenty good enough for Namar. Absolutely. Yeah, and hopefully in, yeah, wait, now what is it? November 11th is set to be so far is set to be when the release of black panther will come out black this panther year too yep this year Ooh. in november there so hopefully it goes through because there's been a lot of delays a lot of things have happened you know the tragic passing of chadwick boseman obviously changed mm-hmm. a lot of things with the story and yeah. then you know 2020 the pandemic hits so everything is yeah. pushed back and Letitia wright had an injury and then lupita nyongo recently had covid so now hopefully the movie can finally be made and we can see it in november because you know it's the first one was a great one i mean they you know pushed a lot of boundaries it was up for best picture and you know it moved superhero movies up to the next level and started to gain some respect for marvel and just superhero movies in general that that these movies have long deserved oh yeah for number two to come out is a big thing and you hope that it lives up to the hype well i mean bringing namar in uh to the mcu is long overdue uh, I, I think in the newest Black Panther movie, I think that's a great place for them to bring him in. 
with what they're doing in Moon Knight, my personal opinion only, only is I think uh, Doctor Doom is on his way, or at least Latveria. Uh, and then bringing Namor in over on the Wakandan side, dude, that's that's going to be amazing. Are we going to see invaders? Is uh, are we going to have Atlantis attacks? The storyline yeah. that'd be wonderful to see. Absolutely, I'm all about it. Yeah, that would be great. I would like to see. Yeah, so I'm hoping that he is in the movie. And then I'm wondering too, you know, there's all the talk about Fantastic Four. I, mm-hmm. I definitely love to see, you know, the love triangle between Neymar, Invisible Woman, and you know, Mister Fantastic. Well, but if he's we'll coming he in, then we know the Fantastic Four is not far behind. Yes, I hope so, and hopefully they can do <laughs> better than the past. Yeah, no kidding. Well, it's such a great team, and you'd like to see them get get a movie that you know, lives up to them. Speaking about uh, characters in movies that live up to them, and that was a horrible transition. Uh, America Chavez, uh, her co-creator, slams Marvel's offer in Doctor Strange 2. And the headline, this is from CBR.com. It is written by Emily Zogby. And it says Miss America co-creator Joe Casey says Marvel still hasn't paid him for the use of his character in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So let me dive into that just a little bit here. Now, Casey and artist Nick Dragota introduced the character to Marvel Comics in 2011 when she first appeared in Vengeance Number no. 1, which I had, by the way, and got rid of a long, long time ago. I was going to say had. Yeah, that's right. Past tense. Uh, but America Chavez... Miss America portrayed in live action uh, will make her MCU debut in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. However, Casey has explained that while Marvel made him an offer ahead of America's first MCU appearance, the writer said he rejected it entirely, describing it as a pittance. And that brings back uh, something that we had talked about before, where, where one of the other creators of a character that is currently in the MCU. I think they got offered like $2,500 or were given that much uh, for the character being in there. But this is what uh, Casey has to say. He says, and, and I quote, the fact is Marvel owns America Chavez. That's not in dispute on any level, but there are still systemic flaws in the way that creators are neither respected nor rewarded. Casey told that to The Hollywood Reporter, and Marvel did not respond to CBR uh, at the time that article was put out. Now, uh, another quote from him, and that'll be my last bit on this article. Marvel has paid me nothing for America Chavez, not only for appearing in the Doctor Strange sequel, but in numerous animated TV episodes, action figures, video games, etc., etc. They seem to be fine with that. Now, with that being said, uh, oh, one more thing he says. He says, for me, it's not about money. It's not even about the respect. What, uh, he would never expect to be respected by a corporation if he's in a position where he can afford not to take the insult of an offer and be able to talk about it. Maybe the next guy where that kind of money could change their life would get a fair shot of receiving that money. Now, he makes a good point. Um Marvel and DC and the larger companies that put these characters on film in video games, action figure format, Legos, et cetera, et cetera, pick your poison. Uh, they own those characters. Those characters were created under work for hire and the artists and writers, inkers, colors, letters that did the work know exactly what they were doing it for. And they know that they weren't going to own anything that they created with that being said you know that still stinks right the work for hire format is absolutely horrible and it, it took how many years for bill finger to be added to the uh creation yeah. of batman batman oh, created man. by bob kane with bill finger it should read and not with uh, but and because both men had a hand in doing that uh, and, you know, with Spider-Man, Stanley and Steve Ditko, et cetera, et cetera, any character that's out there right now uh, work for hire sucks, but it's it's part of the process. It's part of the business. And that's not a justification. That's just uh, stating that it's there. And if you want to work for those companies, that's what you have to do. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Does it need to be changed? Yes. Do these people need to get compensation 
and financial reimbursement for their, the characters they created in movies or any other multimedia platforms. Absolutely, they do. And I think they need to be fairly compensated for it. Will they in the future? No, probably not. It's going to take a lot more than the co-creator of America Chavez to, to get that line pushed a little farther. Yeah, it would take a, I think it would take a lot of people to, to start doing, to speaking out, to, yep. excuse me, speaking up and to say like, actually, I'm not going to create characters for you anymore until yep. this is taken care of. Because like you said, work for hire, unfortunately, it's bad business. Like they know what they're getting into. Yep. They know they're going to they're gonna make a character. And regardless of how much money that character is going to make, they've already yeah. got paid, they're done. And so image, it would take people to say, you know, I'm done. I'm going to all these other companies. Yeah. And, and image isn't say, even okay, a safe house something. either. Image isn't even a safe house either, because look what Kirkman did to the colorist on Invincible, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Uh, the colorist or the whatever other portion of the creative team. I mean, all of those guys worked together to do that. And he got stiffed, you know, and he had to take yeah. Kirkman to court. But I said they have to watch out for a lot of independent companies because you know, a lot of these up and coming ones, they're treating their people better. And then mm-hmm. every now and then you're, you're, you're going to start seeing people from, like I said, DC, Marvel, and Image yeah. leaving saying, we're done. We want to be, we want yeah. to be given more respect to our names and to the characters we create and to get paid. Absolutely. We're making you're making all this money off of them. We yeah. want to get paid. Absolutely. So, but if you work yeah. for a corporation like Disney or Warner Brothers, you can expect yeah, you know, to be treated like a, yeah, like so, wage yeah. employee like an hourly employee and, and that's what you get yeah like I said, until they start setting up and then marvel and until they're all like man we don't have any new characters because nobody oh. wants to do it anymore i wonder why todd mcfarland jim lee mark silvestri and rob liefeld left at one time i i can't i can't get over yeah. why that <laughs> happened <laughs> exactly <laughs> but new things coming up sunny yeah, speaking of but, <laughs> <laughs> well, as it says in the articles, DC's gay Aquaman gets his HBO Max series. Now, the character of Jackson Jack Hyde is known as, you know, he is the next Aquaman. Yes, he's often considered as the gay Aquaman, but, you know, he is an Aquaman. He, he happens to be gay. He was first, he was the second Aqua lad, then he yep. became the second Aquaman, and the story you brought me the ocean is the story that is being adapted into a television series for HBO live action or animated. They were saying live action, I believe. Okay. Uh, but not hundred percent sure they weren't really saying, but it is set to be, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm very high. I'm very sure that it will be live action because they yeah. were saying how it is. It is going to be a dramedy. They're mentioning quite a few producers. Shelly Steering gotcha. is going to be one of the producers. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And it is after the GLAAD-nominated story, You Brought Me the Ocean. Very nice. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, so I wonder how that would be. It should be good. They haven't said how many episodes. But like I said, they said the episodes will be around an hour long. And mm-hmm. we'll see when it comes out. I'm guessing maybe maybe around Pride Month would be a good time to put it out. Next year, do you think? Yeah, I'm guessing next year. Yeah, because I think it would yeah. be kind of fast if it came out already. But you never know. Sometimes with companies... Oh, you know what? The shows are out. Like, I mean, look at Peacemaker. We just saw the Suicide Squad over the summer. And he then, started filming that. Boom! Right show, after. Yeah. yeah. Wrap up is done. Okay. Tomorrow we're doing Peacemaker. John Cena, where are you? I can't see you. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can see him. No. <laughs> yeah, Peacemaker, uh, yeah. Peacemaker uh, was a great one. So maybe this could be too. Well, uh, HBO Max's DC series are doing pretty good right now. Harley Quinn, the animated series, is uh, killing it. They're doing uh, amazing, and they are pushing the bar with every episode until the executives tell them they can't push the bar that far, and then they have to scale back and figure out another way around. Um, But uh, Peacemaker was awesome. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, Harley Quinn, like I said, is really good. Uh, Jamie loves uh, Titans. Yeah. And uh, everybody loved Doom Patrol, uh, Swamp Thing even uh, had a good running start, but uh, they're not doing any more of that. So I have no doubts that this new series for Aquaman, uh, the former Aqua Lad uh, on HBO Max is going to be good. I have no doubts that it will be. I'll sit down and watch it. I have no problems watching it. Uh, Characters are characters. I don't care about their sexual orientation or anything like that. So long as the story is worth watching. If it's not exactly. worth watching to me, I'll shut it off. But uh, if you can tell me an engaging story in six to 10 episodes, 
uh, yeah, you've, you'll continue to have my subscription. Well, you'll continue to have it anyways, because there's other cool things <laughs> on there. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. Absolutely. 110%. Yeah, good. Yeah, me too. Like I said, DC's been putting out those great shows on HBO. And this sound sounds like it could be good. And like I said, when it comes to sexuality, and I don't really care much about it, just as long as it is a good show, you know, it's yeah. a good story. So, Tim, we pretty much have the same opinion on that. And now we move on to less romance and more fighting. More punches and kicks and night sticks and night wings and death strokes. That was horrible. Uh- <laughs> I didn't think it was too bad, but get, get on to the... Get on, uh, Get into the Dark Crisis fight. <laughs> That's right. So Nightwing and Deathstroke have a brutal showdown in this Dark Crisis preview. And this comes from comicbook.com. And this was written by Timothy Adams. Timothy's are pretty cool. I should know. Um, but uh, uh, the article shows a two-page spread for the second issue of DC's Dark Crisis event series, which features a brutal fight between Nightwing and Deathstroke. Now, the seven-issue Dark Crisis takes place following Justice League number 75, which is also the death of the Justice League. And the final issue of the Justice League finds the team failing in battle to the Dark Army, leaving the DC Universe without its iconic superhero team. And Deathstroke takes it upon himself to fill that power vacuum by immediately going after the Titans and the other heroes that are left. Now, Sonny, you've seen this spread, right? You looked at this? Dude, this is wonderful. Deathstroke yeah, and Nightwing. I know you're getting a good fight out of this. Yeah, so yeah, I you hope this story is good, but we know we're getting at least some good action right here, with, just alone with these, these yeah. pictures, you know, with Nightwing and Deathstroke fighting. I love yeah, we know we're the, getting some good action. I love the two-page spread that they have here with the two characters in the foreground just getting ready to tear each other apart yeah, and, the little and then the boxes all around looks absolutely amazing i'm excited yeah. for that i am too it makes me wonder since they're showing number two as opposed to number one I'm like i wonder is number one gonna be more kind of preparing you because mm-hmm. like, since it is leading after the events but hey sometimes i'm fine with that in the story if you need to have that talking, sounds about right yeah it's fine yeah and then maybe issue two will be the action and this is set to be seven issues right Yes, seven issues. Let me double check that. Uh, But I believe, yeah, seven issues, and it takes place after Justice League number 75, and that will be the last issue of the Justice League, if I am not mistaken. Yeah, and I was looking, and this one's talking about issue number two coming out in July. I'm like, when does issue number one come out? That would be June, good sir, June. (laughs) (laughs) Is it it one of those ones where they skip a month? Okay, so June, number one. I've got Justice League on my pull list, so I am anxious to get into that last issue. Uh, and then Dark Crisis is going on my pull list, too. When I get to the comic shop, I'm going to tell the guys, hey, Dark Crisis, please. Thank you. And be covers, too, if you don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> Give me, please. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm super excited for that. That looks really good. Ready to do it. Ready to ready to read. Yeah, so that should be a good one. And now that wraps up our comic news for the week. And now we move on to our works. Oh, yes. Now for me, with my story of Crimes 2, first I would like to say, I know sometimes I talk about my stories, hey, check it out. But I feel I should be responsible and say that Crimes 2, and No Problem, which you can find at Wattpad, under Son of the Writer, is, you know, warning. It is a very mature story. Some of the subject material is very rough. So, you know, like I'd say, for instance, here on the show, we watch your language. I would like, I can recommend this show for everybody, for kids, teenagers, adults. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of my stories online are more for adults. So I would say definitely to check out. If you're going to check it out, check out the info first. Read what it's about. See if it's for you. And then I see, like you know, my subject check it material out. rough, though. Then, you, then you'll, you'll love it, Tim. <laughs> yeah. So I've been posting those chapters. And within the next <laughs> week or so, I should finish posting the story. And then I can get on to posting my story that I was telling you guys about for mm-hmm. the man who has everything. Mm-hmm. So I'll be posting that one out there and then can get ready to start filming it. I'm excited for that. I'm very curious to see you with no beard. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a little while, but yeah, I'm, I haven't, yeah, I haven't been without a beard for, for a little while. You know, usually most of my life was without a beard and then I was born with one. Years. So <laughs> I seen, I seen those uh, pictures, <laughs> the baby pictures, a little, little sweet, eight ounce, 10 yeah. pound baby, baby, Tim. 
with full beard, long hair. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> before before color was out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but before black and white photos were done, guys, it was cave drawings. Absolutely, hundred and ten percent. Is that a baby Tim? <laughs> that would be got a bear. Holy... It's got a bear. That's him. Holy smokes, he's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And other than that, I've been learning my lines because I want to film more scenes for a series about a series. But we'll get on to that another time because I am really excited, Tim, to talk to you about what you had going on in your series that you created. And I'll let yeah. you take it away and do the talking about it. So, yeah, uh, guys, uh, this week on Tuesday uh, for Decoding Panels, I did a comic book that I wrote many years ago called dragons and warriors um so so let's see here the story with that is way back in the day when my brother and i and our friends like god i was 16 17 years old i think i was 16 my brother's a year and a half older than me uh but uh we would play D D like it was going out of style man but uh you know me and my brother we are uh, we didn't have the money to to get books of our own we used other people's books and we had our own dice and all that stuff but we couldn't afford books so what we did when we weren't playing with them is me and my brother joe sat down and created a game called dragons and warriors and it was really simplistic uh, it was just a piece of paper you you had this very simple character sheet that had like your name and who you were and information about that and it had a slot for weapons a slot for armor and a slot for scrolls which were your spells and stuff like that and the other person this was made to be played with two or more people one person would draw a map out and the other person would have their character sheet and uh you would just sit there and play the stories would last 30 minutes to an hour it all really depended and it was all based on a trust system so like we didn't use dice or anything like that um so what you would do is you would come up with how you were going to perform your action and the person playing was coming up with how they were going to perform their action and you would say it together but there was that trust element. Well, you, you, you can't lie. You have to tell the truth. My guy, my guy bites your guy's eyes out. Yeah, exactly. You can't yeah. defend it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and what I say versus what the other person says, that's how the action plays out. So if I'm coming down like this with a sword chop and you're coming at me like this with a sword chop, we're both going to hit each other. Huh? That's damage. What do you do next? Well, crap. I wasn't expecting to get hit. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, we, we did that with a bunch of friends. Uh, and it was really popular. Sometimes we would play Dragons and Warriors. Sometimes we would play D&D. It all really depended on our mood. But uh, whenever me and my brother Joe were alone, that's what we did. We'd sit there and play DW. Uh, fast forward many, many years. My brother Joe gets married, has wonderful wife, wonderful family. Uh, I end up getting married for a couple of years. Uh, had a good family. Had my kids now. I'm divorced now, but that doesn't matter. Um and uh, I was working at uh, Taco Bell at that time and ran into uh, a friend, who, uh, uh, my manager, who became my friend, is one of my best friends. His name's Nick. And uh, we started talking about comic books and role playing and Magic the Gathering and stuff like that. And he's like, wow, you're into all that. I was like, yeah, seems like you are, too. Cool. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Do you want to go play Magic in the garage? Yep. Let's go. OK, so that's what we did. And uh, Fast forward a couple more years and other friends come in and uh, we sit down and start talking about dragons and warriors. And uh, I was like, well, I can create a map for you and you guys can do the character sheets and we can do a story. Five hours later, we're still doing dragons and warriors and, and it was amazing and everybody loved it. And we all ended up sitting down and talking over the course of, I think, three years and working out uh, how a card game would work and how a uh, story would be told in the card game. And we wanted it to be unique enough that it wasn't a copy of Magic the Gathering or other uh, TCGs uh, or collectible card games, CCGs. Uh, and we wanted it to be familiar yet brand new. And I think that we were able to do that. And that comic book I wrote, um and uh found an artist through a friend of mine uh the artist's name is eric weathers and he did a wonderful job with the eight pages that were 
the the script for the book and the whole point of the book was to be a free uh digital download when you bought uh the boost the starter boxes of dragons and warriors and yeah that's the story yeah and i thought it was great too i like how we did you know the decoding panels episode i make sure to watch that one because i commented and what i said was true like i said i thought it was great and i'm like i, I hope the story continues i know like you said it it leads to, to the game but i'm like i still would yeah. hope that one day well feel like getting back to to continuing that story because i'd, I'd well, like to check it out great characters it, in there it's yeah. it's funny you say that because i have outlines for 25 issues and uh, i have scripts or uh, outlines done like like more detailed outlines done for six issues the first full story arc i i already have that stuff finished uh nice. so if I'm happy to hear it yeah i i was really into it for a while and you know life happens and people move on and people move away and things like that and you know and and there seems to be uh an enjoyment out of it people seem to like it but if that if that video gets to 100 views uh then i'll sit down and uh work on a script okay well there's yep. so 100 all right yep if it gets so to 100, 100 we'll see so get to watching it because i'm telling you it's, it's a great decoding <laughs> panel it's a great story and i, I want to see more yeah great world building too like you said you know a lot of great characters and they're really cool well, thank you too. i tried really hard for that and it wasn't just me it was everybody else that i was working with and i'll give a shout out to them nick sean mason charlie gareth uh billy uh, all of you guys I mean if it wasn't for any of the own oh, my brother Joe too <laughs> if it wasn't for any of them uh, none of that would have been possible all right so let's get that 100 views and two you were also doing I saw over the weekend Codex Gaming was back and you did Maximum mm -hmm. Carnage I did so I sat for 43 minutes and played uh nostalgia Super Nintendo Maximum Carnage. It was a lot of fun, guys. If you haven't seen it, it's still up on Twitch right now, but you can't watch it till after you're done here. Um, and then yeah, go check it out. It's 43 minutes of me playing Maximum Carnage. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know that was game, I'd always see it, like it would look cool, and especially time, like Spider-Man, like Carnage, mm -hmm. but I never actually played it as a kid. Dude. And then when I started playing, I'm like, it's a beat-em-up game. You know, okay. it's got Garnage, it's got Shriek, it's got all of them. I'm like, man, how did I not play this? Thank you for coming to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Sonny's going to go play Maximum Carnage now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm able to somehow get my hands on it, like to play it, I will definitely check that out. After we are done here, I will point you in the direction of how I played it. Awesome. Thank you. That's why it's good while we do these podcasts. See, you yeah. get me into playing the game and we can, I can... We can help inspire you to continue your story. Absolutely. Warriors. Yeah. Right on. Well, Sonny, what about what you're hunting for? Oh, we'll keep everybody updated on our stories. But I have been on the hunt for this story last week on our pre-show. Tim, you were telling me, hey, if you liked Green Arrow. Tell me you hunters. got it. Uh, so that day, as we were doing the pre-show, <laughs> I was looking at it and Amazon's like 200 and like, oh, eBay has it for it. And, and thank you, Jamie, for stopping me because I was like, eBay has it for it. He's like, oh, a lot of money, right? I'm like, oh, yes, 2000 Well, I put in a bid, a, a $5 bid. It lasted for a while. And somebody, me and somebody else are bidding back and forth. And so I won the bid and I paid a total of $16.20. And I'll be getting Green Arrow Hunter's Moon soon. Single issues or a trade? The trade. Nice. Uh, I found my trade in a secondhand store here in the town that I live in, and I think I paid $7 for it. Nice. Yeah, not too bad. So so my my on the hunt for Green Arrow Hunter's Moon is complete. There we go. That's better. And Tim, you <laughs> were telling us that earlier you were telling me that you have been on the hunt that you were going to tell us about. Yeah. So, uh, guys, if you're not aware, we have a TikTok and uh, we do lots of stuff on there, Jamie and I and Sonny. And if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. All you got to do is type in the Codex Station. You'll find us on TikTok. Uh, I did a video not too long ago about books that I found on the hunt. And uh, I also showed them off on last week's Codex After Dark too so sunny if you haven't seen that you need to go see it um, quite a few guys are showing your, your comics yeah <laughs> yeah but uh just a highlight of some of the stuff i found i found the director's cut of the last ronin number one uh paid ten dollars for it and that goes for a cool 
uh, $20 or more on eBay. So I was pretty happy about that. Found uh, the Black Cat Giant Size Special Number 1, uh, where she's going after the Infinity Stones. I'm anxious to read that. Uh, what else did I find? A bunch of Justice League, like Justice League 3 through 11 and then 12 and 13 were gone and then i got 14 through 17 so i got that whole shot uh the iron manual i found that uh an, an early appearance of a war machine and iron man a bunch of other stuff guys if you if you if you want to see all of what i found check out the tiktok or go watch uh codex after dark right here on twitch yeah and extend the you guys got a, a bunch of videos i i have one video yeah, you, you can maybe skip my one. It, it's a little little messed up, and I was not too happy about it. But I'll I'll be looking to make more soon. Well, good. I'm looking forward to seeing them. <laughs> yeah, so we will get to that soon. Yeah, that takes care of uh, any other things you were on the hunt for real quick? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I got them coming in the mail tomorrow. Uh, so Robin, like back in the 90s, they did like Robin, Robin 2, Robin 3, uh, and Robin three, I think is with the Huntress. Uh, I only have issue, issue one sitting here. Uh, and I got two through six and those should be in the mail tomorrow. Okay, cool. Yep. So I'm looking I'm forward still, to that. I'm still trying to win a Quasar 30 <laughs> in, in, uh, in a bit. I still, every now and then we're getting a bit with somebody and then lose. <laughs> just, just snipe them. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> so, is on the hunt. Now we get to our topic of the week. And our topic of the week is what was your most surprising dollar bin find? Yeah, and right now, on. Jamie usually has our top three comments of the week, but he is not here today. We've already discussed what he's off what. <laughs> but for me, my when it comes to my dollar bin find, one day I was at the comic store and it was it was a sale. So it was mm-hmm. the dollar bin was was better than it usually is. And I got for one dollar each. Each issue of Infinite Infinite Crisis. Ooh, one dollar each. That. There we go. Yeah, that's good stuff there. Oh yeah, and that this also does. Is that I said one dollar each, which also includes the first appearance of the Blue Beetle in Infinite Crisis number five. You can retire now, so (laughs) especially when that one comes out. (laughs) Yep. It's, Look it's at seven. that. Man, that's good yeah, stuff so right there. All for a dollar. And I was like, I got to get these. I mean, so a total of $7 for the whole story. And, and that's a yeah. story I love. That's one of my one of my favorites. Good. That's awesome. Uh, that is my dollar bin find. Right on. Well, uh, mine isn't so much uh, super surprised like, like that, like finding the first appearance of the current Blue Beetle. Uh, mine is moreover... Uh, like a, a a trade that I never thought I would read that turned out to be one of my favorites. <clears throat> and uh, I found that in the dollar bin. I, I think I paid like $2 for it. Uh, only, only, uh, only because it was a trade, but it was Marvel 1985. Uh, oh. If, if you guys haven't read Marvel 1985 by Mark Millar and Tommy Lee Edwards, Guys, that is a phenomenal story. I did a recommended reading for it over on YouTube a while ago, and I think I did one on TikTok. If I haven't, uh, I definitely will now. But uh, no, that story, I I remember buying that and then uh, sitting in line waiting to pick up my stepkids at the time. And I read that book in less than 40 minutes. And it was so amazing. I have read it a million times. It's basically a big giant what if the Marvel Universe came into the real world. And it is so good. Guys, if you haven't read that, go read it. It is a popcorn movie in comic book form. Absolutely fantastic. Highly recommend. That's the, yeah, that's my favorite dollar bin find. That's finding that trade and it turned into one of my favorite stories ever. Nice. Yeah, and I remember I did watch your recommended reading, the one you did on YouTube for it. And as soon as I was watching it, and then I'm like, yep, adding this to the wish list. <laughs> yeah, so that's one I definitely need to check out. Yeah, it's definitely worth the read, Sonny. Absolutely. Yeah, and anybody watching, feel free to, to comment and let us know what were some what, what do you think were some of your best dollar bin finds. Yeah, so for me, it comes Infinite Crisis. 
And if you, Tim, Marvel 1985. Yeah. And, yeah. We will put out another topic of the week soon, within a few days. Mm-hmm. And everybody always feel free to comment. And we'll let you, you know, your comment may be picked to be on the show. Like, so usually Absolutely. it's Jamie who picks it. So that's why this week <laughs> we, we did not have it. So we just discussed it. And then Jamie should be back next week. And then things will be back to yep. regular. Oh, yeah. But, Sonny. Speaking of things going back to regular. Do you know? Well, I hope that I do. I hope that I get three and O today. You are not. You are going to fail miserably because I have questions so difficult that uh, you're just going to give up after me getting halfway through the first one. I don't give up. <laughs> one thing to know about me is I am stubborn. I am determined. <sighs> I, I didn't even look at the notes to see who goes first today. Is it me or you? It is you. Ooh, Okay. So, our uh, my do you know theme this week is about the host with the co-host with the most. That would be Jamie, uh, who is not here today. And all my questions are about him. And I want to see, Sonny, if you know Jamie as good as you think you do. Let's see. (laughs) So, do you know how tall Jamie is without shoes on? That's not my question. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was going. I was going to make a guess. I was going to say five nine. I believe. Do you know if he does or does not have twenty four inch pythons? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that would be false. You already lose. Okay. So here's here's my real question. Okay. So do you know what the first comic movie Jamie saw in theaters was? Now, all the answers to these questions are things that he has talked about on podcast episodes, Breaking the Code, or Codex After Dark. I will say Batman Forever. Uh, No, you are forever wrong. It is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. And I know some people... I forget that that it is a comic book movie. I always forget that. Yeah, some, some people will will be sticklers and be like, no, it's based off a TV show. Well, guess what? It's based off comic book too. So there you go. And then PR the movie. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. You guys were talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) He's mentioned it several times. (laughs) Okay. So now me, this one goes, I'll mix it up a little bit, a little bit about this, a little bit about that. And my first question is it, it goes with the story we were reading, we reviewed. So we know the story it's about the Batman who laughs. Number-wise, what Earth is the Batman who laughs from? Earth 2022. 20, that is correct. <laughs> yes, the Batman who laughs is from Earth 22, the Dark Multiverse. That's right. Yep, I remember seeing that. Ooh, yeah. That's, yeah, that, <laughs> I should remember that. Okay. okay, here is question number two, Sonny. So let's see how well you know, Jamie. The first question threw you off, and that's understandable. This one, uh, Jamie has given this answer several times. He's very proud of this number, and we should all know it by heart now. I had to ask him and write it down, so I didn't know it, but I hope you do. Uh, Sonny, do you know how many comics Jamie has in his collection? I'm not looking for an exact number, but if you get pretty close, I'll give it to you. Like a roundabout? Yep, roundabout. See, how well do I know Jamie? 7,000. Okay, can you get a little closer? <laughs> I'll say 7,500. No, okay, so you were right in the first round. 7,000 uh, is very, very close, uh, and I'll give you a point for that. Uh, but uh, the total number, and I didn't even know this. I had to ask Jamie. It's seven thousand sixty-nine. Okay, yes. <laughs> so the first one was close. <laughs> yeah, you first were very close. close. <laughs> well, right on. Okay, Sonny. So you're well, one for three right now. Well, yeah, the seven thousand. But that other number always throws me off. I'm an innocent man, Tim. That number goes out of my head. I know. It just just makes you loopy. You know, then you see the halo. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, Okay, so now my second question for you also goes with the man whose birthday it is today. Uh, He's 32. Okay, I'll I'll write that. Uh, 
Actually, you're wrong, Phil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually 31 today. That's what I said, 31. But that was not the question. <laughs> I should have got you with it because you, you would have been wrong. <laughs> I will be 32 at the end of the month. Exactly. See, I, Jamie yeah. is the young. He is the the young one of the show. <laughs> okay, this goes to Jamie Wolchick, and it goes with the Codex Podcast. All right. You know, me and Jamie, we've we've given each all of us we give each other comics to review. Do you know what was the first comic on the show that I recommended to Jamie that he gave a ten out of ten? Uh, yes. Give me a minute. Um, it's definitely not Punisher Circle of Blood. <laughs> I know that for a fact. Um, that Jamie gave a 10 out of 10, the first book you recommended to him. Uh, that would be, and let me see if Jamie is texting me, yelling at me. <laughs> hey, um, he's giving the answers. Nope, no answers, no texts. Uh, shoot, I want to say that it is Daredevil Born Again. Very good guess. Jamie gave Daredevil Born Again a 9.7, but the first one he gave a 10 out of 10 to was the new Teen Titans, the Judas Contract. Ah, of Jamie course. Jamie giving it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Why couldn't it have been Born Again, Jamie? Why? <laughs> I gave it a 10 out of 10, Born Again. Of course. Absolutely. Because it's a good story. Yeah, definitely one of, the, one of the best, one of my faves. Sonny, we are tied right now. Right, we're tied going into number... Question number three. And we, we can't have that. This cannot be a tied game. Somebody needs to win. Somebody needs to meet me. <laughs> okay, we'll see. All right. So here, Jamie has been on nearly every episode of the Codex podcast, Breaking the Code and Codex After Dark. Uh, now, out of all of the episodes, out of all the shows that Jamie has appeared in, what Codex episode is his favorite? And he has mentioned this Ooh, he has on the show. Mm -hmm. He has one particular favorite. And do you know what it is? I'm going to say it is Jamie's Redemption when we reviewed Blackest Night. No, the answer is false. Uh, it is also not all Codex episodes because he tried to pull that with me first. And I was like, that's not the answer you gave me the other day. Uh <laughs> So let's narrow that down. So the Codex episode that is his absolute favorite was an episode of Breaking the Code, and that was our comic fans too critical. Oh, it was his favorite. When I yeah. wasn't there, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so he's out there, that's my favorite. <laughs> Guys, if you haven't seen that episode, it's wonderful. It's a great conversation. Go in there and check it out. Uh, yeah, and leave comments. Absolutely amazing. Tell All right. How much you miss me? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So now, Tim has a chance to win it or retire. Let's see. Uh, earlier, this goes to our comic book news. We were talking about the submariner, Neymar. Who created Neymar? Uh, Do you know who created Neymar? The artist was Jack Kirby. Right. Well, again, it says who the person. Right. Uh, I have no idea. Jack Kirby. I don't know. So when you look it up online, it says the creator of Neymar is Bill Everett. Bill Everett. Of course it is. Bill, way to go. <laughs> so Bill Everett, Tim, you and I tie. One, one. I'd game today. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful addition to Do You Know, Sonny? With Jamie's return next week, I'm going to blow you all away, and I'm going to take the trophy back. I need to win. I need Jamie to give me give me good luck again. He, <laughs> he won last week, and then he ran. He said, I'm done. I well, gotta, he got to win, and he ran. Let's just do no Red Hood questions and no Green Lantern questions, and then he'll <laughs> lose all the time. <laughs> yes. Jamie, do you know? And Jamie will, will ask him questions about himself. How well yeah. does he know himself? <laughs> Jamie, do you know what size your shoes are? No, you're wrong. Absolutely not. They are this size. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, do you know is in the book? But do you know what we're up to next, Tim? Yes, I do. And I can't wait. That is right. We are reviewing 
Dark Knights, the Batman who laughs. Ooh, very this, exciting. Yes. This was a prelude into Dark Knights Meadow. Mm-hmm. And Tim, as usual, I guess you have the credits. I sure do. So for Dark Knights, the Batman who laughs, uh, credits for that issue go to uh, James Tinney in the fourth, who was the writer, Riley Rossmo, who did artwork. Colors go to Ivan Placencia, and letters go to Tom Napolitano. Okay, and who did, you found me starting us off in the review? Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you, like? uh, you want to do it or should I? Go ahead, Sonny. You go ahead and do it. You do it way better than I do. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> I will start us off. And in the beginning, we get we see the Batman who laughs, and he is introducing. He is showing us cards talking about superheroes, Superman, Batman, and he says, "But what happens basically when you get the other card?" And he shows the Joker, and then brings us to the story. So this is pretty much the origin of the Batman who laughs. Mm-hmm. And we see, as we talked about, and do you know? Earth 22, and we're seeing this world where you know the basically it's getting blown up. There's a lot, there's chaos all around, and we see that the Joker has Batman tied up, he's beaten, and the Joker is telling him how he wants to make the best of both of them. That's what he yeah. wants. And there's the toxins getting around. You see, he, he's murdering families, and he's taking kids, he's murdering the adults, taking the kids. It is a crazy beginning. It was very exciting. I really like the, the spread of one mm-hmm. of the pictures. You see that kind of the bad symbol. And all around it, you see story going on. What was it like the first three pages? So the first six were all double page spreads. Yeah, there were a lot of that. Yeah, it was yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, I had a, a very strong start for the story. And then so Batman eventually he has it and he kills the Joker. He's saying, Stop, stop. And he just the Joker's just still talking. It mm-hmm. <laughs> pain really doesn't affect him much, but then crack, Batman yeah. kills him. And then we go on to Batman and Superman. They have all the kids who were affected by the toxins that the Joker put out. And, you know, Batman's saying maybe it's too much. And even and Superman says, you know, he, Superman believes, you know, no one is beyond saving. Mm-hmm. And then when they're talking about one of the girls seeing a therapist and he says, oh, the, the, the girl tried, or the girl bit the therapist or someone. And then Batman laughs. He lets out like a, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, that wasn't funny. Right. So you're starting to see that Batman was affected too by this. Yeah. And then he's with that family, you know, um, that guy who wears something red, red hood and <laughs> that girl and all of them right there all around Batman. He's speaking with them all. And then he's seeing, you know, they all kind of console him. And then the big surprise when he pulls out his guns and the Batman, he kills them. And that is pretty much when he becomes the Batman who laughs as he kills the Bat family. Then we see him in the watchtower, and there was madness there. Whoa. And we, yeah. Taking out the Justice League. In the worst way possible. Poor yes. plastic man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so it was chaos there. And he's taking over not just the watchtower, but he's just taking over everything. Mm-hmm. And then now he, he just he learns, okay, I don't just want to take over this world. There is a multiverse. I want to take over everything. And yeah. we do see that. We're getting more towards the end now. He has somebody tied up the whole time, and he's speaking. And he even says, "When he, I like when he tells this man who is tied up, and he says, a Batman who laughs is a Batman who wins.' Mm-hmm. And then it's leading us into, like I said, Dark Knight's Metal, and that is pretty much our story of Dark Knight's the Batman who laughs. For me, I enjoyed the story. I thought at a very strong beginning, mm-hmm. and I, I like the artwork. I, I really like the character of the Batman who laughs. This was, I had seen him before in pictures. Oh, you know, people getting ready. Oh, this is coming out. When you see yeah. people take it, oh, what do you think of the story? But I haven't read it yet. And this is my first time reading a story with the Batman who laughs. I liked, like I said, I like the artwork of him. I like the way he looks. And reading this, I like the character. I think he's a very cool villain. I like that. It is a Batman who was turned into the Joker. So mm-hmm. a mix of both characters, two legendary characters. And like I said, I enjoyed the story. It did the one thing that I don't like when they when they kill characters too fast when you have mm-hmm. all these superheroes and then they kind of wiped out like nothing. That is Where one you of my come in at the end of their death. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's one of my biggest pet peeves in comics nowadays. Is that? But I enjoyed the story. It does good. It brings you into Dark Knight's metal. And for me, like I said, not not the greatest, but I think very good. I like the artwork. I like the characters. I give 
Dark Knight's the Batman who laughs in 8.2. Just a very good story. Interesting, Sonny. Very interesting. So let me go ahead and go over how I feel about this. And I think and first would you like to show us that nice pretty picture behind oh, you? Oh yeah. There Look he is, the baby who laughs. <laughs> so uh yeah, this was a issue that Jamie picked for us while he's gone. And uh, I thought it was a very wonderful choice. I'd never read it before. I have the Batman Who Laughs trade sitting over here on my bookshelf. Uh, and I haven't gotten around to reading it yet, but this gives me major incentive to do so. Uh, it's a very solid story, uh, very gruesome origin uh, on the Batman Who Laughs. I mean, gunning down the Bat family. It was brutal, but it was too quick. Headshot. I, yeah, I agree with you, Sonny. It was just too quick. You came in at the end of a lot of stuff. I even told Jamie this, uh, that this issue could have been double the size and they yeah. could have really gone into a lot more about his origin. And I wish they would have done that. But uh, the artwork uh, moving forward, the artwork holds that high anxiety of the issue. Uh, and, you know, the first three double page spreads uh, really puts you right in to the middle of the end. You know what right, I mean? That was my, my, I think that was my favorite was the beginning of those spreads. Yeah, that was my favorite part. Yeah, that was really cool. Tinian's writing is top notch here for the 21 pages that he did. I think he could have done a heck of a lot more. And I definitely wanted more to this particular issue so with all that being said and black kryptonite to superman see you later lois <laughs> and jonathan <laughs> oh, holy yeah. smokes their eyes are bleeding out and all that this issue doesn't hold back guys certain things are left to your imagination and that i think is is wonderful storytelling because when certain things are obscured you're like what is he doing yeah, it just to makes them? you imagine more yeah oh and you can only imagine what uh superman affected by black kryptonite would do uh yeah and uh i i love what batman who laughs said he's like i tried this on supergirl first and it took her all a 10 seconds to tear her family apart i wonder what it'll do to you catch oh my god okay <laughs> But uh, yeah, so the writing I give in 8.5, uh, very well-deserved. I just wish it was longer. That's the only thing I read it. And I was like, that's it. No, come on, man. We need more. And the artwork gets a very solid uh, 8 out of 10. Uh, the, the sketch style work, I'm not a super fan of, but it fit very, very well with this issue. So overall, Sonny, I am just a little bit above you at an 8.25 out of 10. So there you go 8.2 and 8.25 yeah well, eight, yeah 8.2 and 8.25 dark knights the batman who laughs i think that's the closest we've ever gotten like on an issue that neither one of us have ever read before and with, with yeah. our ratings that is like right there <laughs> yeah i mean like it's every now and then there's a, a certain ones like a 10 out of 10 but like those don't for the count eight, yeah <laughs> like say, for this one yeah that is there's something here that our opinions are very similar. And next week, uh, if Jamie's back, which we hope he's back, Jamie, we hope you have a great time for your birthday. And we hope Absolutely. you're back next week. And we will review Jamie's pick that he picked for us last week. And it is Dr. Strange and the Punisher, Magic Bullets. I'm very so, curious about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be very excited to read that. Yeah, I look forward to getting to reading it either tonight or tomorrow. Well, I'm gonna start it and definitely. By next Wednesday, it will be done. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to reviewing it. But again, Jamie, I hope you've enjoyed Morbius. It looks like maybe the movie may be ending now. Maybe you're wait, sitting through those post-credit scenes because uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's Morbius. It'll probably have incredible post-credit scenes. <laughs> they make all the sense. All, all the Morbiuses, yes. all the Morbins. Yes. <laughs> oh, so, Jamie, happy birthday. Everybody watching, I'll take care. We'll see you all next week on an episode of the Codex Podcast. And Tim, I'll let you take it away and tell everybody to be kind to each other. Right on. Absolutely. Jamie, happy birthday, man. It is a pleasure to know you. 
uh, through this journey of the Codex podcast, and we got many more years to go. So rest easy for today, because tomorrow it's back to work. Uh, <laughs> but no, seriously, happy birthday. Have a good time, man. Uh, it's a well-deserved break and take all the time you need. Sonny and I got this well under control until you get back. But guys, like Jamie says, be kind to one another. You never know what anybody's going through. A smile can really make the difference in somebody's day. Uh, so yeah, just pay attention, be nice, be kind, be humble and do the best you can with what you got. Uh, once again, guys, you can find us on all the socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, right here on Twitch, over on TikTok, over there on YouTube and on our shiny new discord. All you got to do is type in the codex podcast. And that is where you will find us. We the will station. Oh, yeah. The codex station. That's what I said. The codex station. <laughs> uh, twice in one day. It happens. But anyways, uh, yeah, so type in the Codex Station. You can find us there. Uh, this week on Saturday, we've got a new episode of Codex After Dark coming out. And lots of people from Comic Character of the Day are going to be there. So check it out. It will be right here on Twitch. Once again, guys, my name is Tim. This wonderful guy over here is Sunny. Down below is where Jamie would be, but he's off having a good time right now. This is the Codex Podcast. We are the Codex Station, and you guys have a good one.